Hello, everyone. We are so glad that you are with us. I'm Christy. And I'm Grace, and you're listening to the Thanks Mom Podcast. I was nervous there. You weren't going to tell me your name. I am a mysterious woman. I don't know. (laughs) I I just started watching Gilmore Girls the last, like, 24 hours. I haven't watched it in, like, a month or so, so I feel like I was trying to come up with, like, a very Lorelai-esque answer, but it didn't come. You're hilarious. No. Well, Just welcome back to another week of us recording and Grace trying to be Lorelai Gilmore, right? No. <laughs> yeah. Well, I was laughing. She comes up with so many random jokes in the entire show because I'm in the end of the show where her uh, someone had a heart attack. I won't spoil things. Anyways, they're in like they're in like the with the person after they had a surgery and they're in rehab and they're like, I think you're the best this in the cardiac rehab unit and all these weird like hospital cardiac rehab jokes. And you're like, how did you make that funny? But you did. Like, anyways. <laughs> You managed to do it on any topic and I'm still laughing. She's like, that what you did like you're doing like a 45 minute mile right now. The the rate you're walking, that's pretty good. Like, I don't know, just wow. Dad and I were watching Friends the other night, and I don't know what what it, it was, but it was just one of those their banter back and forth, and we were dying. I'm just laughing. And like the two of us haven't watched it together in a long time. And so I think it was like we were feeding off each other. Cause a lot of times I'll have it on in the background when I'm doing something or, you know, in the middle of the day, if I'm like, Oh, I just need to totally veg and have a brain dump. Like if I have lunch or something, I'm like, I'm going to sit down and have a cup of a coffee and watch, yeah. but we haven't watched it together in really long. We were just laughing and laugh. It was, we both were like, this is so fun. Yeah. We have laughed this hard over this in a long time. And that was very enjoyable. So yeah. How's your week been? Good. It's on the March. And we haven't yeah. talked in, I mean, we haven't recorded in a while yeah. because of that. And we recorded some ahead and now it's just been a, an odd week. I know I saw you Wednesday because we came and got you for Ava's game, yeah. but then, yeah. But yeah, it's been a hot sec. I, I didn't know this at the time. So I actually haven't told you this. Um, both my roommates are gone this weekend. So I, but it was only for one night. So, so my, my actual room roommate, Kelly left Friday afternoon. So then she isn't, she'll be back in a few hours, but Carly, Carly's sister came, spent the night here and then they left to go home like yesterday morning. So like Friday night, there's still three people in the apartment, but then they went home. So, um, I left in the morning to go get homework done and then come back. And it's just, so at first I was kind of like, this is weird. Maybe I should go home. But then I was like, actually, no. I really need to do nothing and be around no people, like in a good way. Yeah, <laughs> like, I really am like this is actually working out well because I, I was just I called um my good my best friend Annie and we were just talking for the last hour or so because I haven't caught up with her in a hot sec. I was like I just felt really tapped out and I knew this good thing going Yay. into I'm so sorry, um mm-hmm. going into, um I forgot to turn my do not disturb on. I knew that going into the moving back to school, um. I was like, I'm going to go in and then I'm going to have, going to have to work ahead the first weekend because the second weekend is March for life. And then I'm going to come right out of the March and it's going to be school. I was like, I'm just going to be tired for the first three weeks. And so like, I was kind of mentally prepared. So I've been really tired, but I was like, I knew this. So it wasn't like, yeah, you know, sometimes when busy times sneak up on you, like you didn't look ahead enough. And so you're just like, I didn't realize this. I would. So I I don't know. I kind of had the end goal in sight of like this. This weekend, I actually have nothing. I purposely wasn't going to schedule anything. I, I was thinking about coming home, but wasn't sure. 
And I was like, I just feel so tapped, like touched out, even though no one's been touching me. But that idea of just like, there's been so much demanded of me. And I was like, so no, this is perfect. I'm going to have about 24 hours completely to myself. And it kind of gave me motivation because I got a little behind on homework this week. And so I was like, Saturday, just push. And then I'm just going to do a movie night. I was like, I'm going to sit in front of the TV or projector. We have a projector. We don't have a TV here. Um, Eat Panera mac and cheese. And I watched Mama <laughs> last night. And it was just amazing. And because I randomly this week, like, shuffled my musicals playlist or something. Recently, Mama Mia turned back on. I was like, I miss this. I've actually only watched it once. And I was like, I don't know why I haven't watched this in so long. I was like, I really want to watch this right now. And I was like, I also want to see the second one. I haven't seen the second one at all. So I almost watched it a few days ago. But I was like, no, I literally have no time to give up. I have so much homework to get done. So I was like, if I push now, even though I'm already dead because I've been pushing for three weeks, I, it will be so worth it. So I watched Mamma Me last night and then listening to the music all day. Fine. And I'm hopefully going to watch the second one tonight after Mass, I think. With Kelly so I thought of you in terms of musicals because, so last night we went to the Kilgore dinner, which is a fundraiser dinner for our parish and um, for the school because it's the beginning of Catholic Schools Week when we're recording here. And it was funny because we sat with the Lintners. So shout out to the Lintners. Shout out to Gracie and her parents. And, uh, we just sat with Mr. and Mrs. And we got talking about Broadway. Mm. And Mr. Littner's never seen a Broadway show. And I know he's seen like, well, like an actual like from Broadway. He's seen like different like at Civic or different things like that. Like they've not like traveling. Broadway got, when they he's like, I got to go see this. And so then dad and I start talking about and Mrs. Littner has. And it was funny. We were just talking with different things. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, Grace would be going off on this. But we were talking about like different parts and like benefits of this and what's good to see on the and I just thought of you so much I'm like oh you would have loved this conversation but it was like a good I don't know 15 20 minutes we were just talking about what we liked for like in trying to rate them like well Les Mis is like the classic but like the circular stage when they do this but then like Jersey Boys is like much more crass but the showmanship and the entertaining of it is amazing and Mama Mia with the funniness and the music is one of us but then we're like but then you gotta see uh what do you call it? Hamilton? The Wiz. What? Oh, Wicked? Yeah, Wicked. Wicked, not The Wiz. We were talking, because that's how it got started. We were talking about how the kids are going to do Wizard of Oz. So we're like, but Wicked is like right up there next to Lame. And we were like, yeah, it's a modern day. But if you're, I guess if you're talking modern, and he's like, but I would sing along to Wicked. I don't know if I could go see it because I know all the me. I said, um, everybody's singing along. It's really yeah. okay. But at the same time, <laughs> I said not like loud, but like you're yeah. all singing along, like, you know, and yeah. It's so funny. I haven't seen a show on stage in a while, like Broadway yeah. or not. And so I'm trying to remember if I sing along or if I'm just so in awe of their take of it that I just like, I'm like, no, shut up and soak it in. Because that's, see, I go through all my genres of music. I have, guys, I have like 30 playlists on my phone. But the thing is, some of them I won't touch for months. I'm. It's very like mood shifting. It's like, yeah, and yeah. sometimes it's like certain seasons. Like I have so many Christmas playlists, but it's like, because sometimes I just want pentatonics. And I really don't want, when I want to listen to pentatonics Christmas, or when I don't want to listen to pentatonics, I'm listening to like just the normal radio Christmas music. I don't want any pentatonics in there usually. And if I want to listen to pentatonics, I usually only want to listen to pentatonics. So like right. weird thing, or it's like right before Christmas, I'm finishing finals. And I want to listen to Christmas music, but I don't want to sing along. So I've got like the Nutcracker and other just instrumental. So I've got like a, I break it down into like. That's hilarious. It's, I don't know, but it's fun for me because it. I think of when I'm going to want to listen to things and when it's going to be helpful. And anyways, so when I. 
Well, I'm glad you've got time to do that. That's a whole road I don't need to go down. But what I'm saying is I obviously don't listen to 30 playlists at once, but there's different times in life when that's just the mood I'm in. And musicals definitely is a mood. Like I I won't listen to them for months. And all of a sudden I'm like re-obsessed. Like I went through weird, weird re-obsession last semester of Sound of Music where like I rewatched that and Kelly was like, oh my gosh, you're so hardcore listening to this. But it was like three days of heavy, like that's all I wanted to listen to. And then I still will listen to it, but kind of chilled out a little bit right but then my friend Kiria saw the movie Les Mis for the first time right before Christmas break and it was funny because she was so excited she was like it was so good and then she's from the Detroit area so and then they were traveling Broadway was in Detroit over Christmas and so she saw it on stage right after so she's she's been on this huge Les Mis high for like two months yeah "Yeah, it's good but it was kind of funny because I wasn't as energetic and then I re-watched it with the apartment last weekend. And I was like, yeah. I know if I watch it or if I listen to it, I'll get back into it. And I kind of listened to it, but it just wasn't like the mood I was in. And then I rewatched it with the apartment or the first half because we didn't have enough time. I was like, I forgot how good this is. I've also only seen the movie once. I've seen different, seen like a high school dude on stage and I've seen it traveling and all that. And I love it. And so then I was like obsessively listening to the music. And then I was on the March for Life. So we had all this time. So she and I watched all these behind the scenes videos. And I get a new obsession with any movie after I watch behind the scenes video because I appreciate so much the work and creativity that went into yeah. it and it's just a fun thing for me to look into I'm like oh my gosh you really thought through that really well like you know and just the like heart that people will put that much time and detail into something that you would like only watch for an hour and a half I don't know you're so funny I love it anyways I just so then I was watching it and there's so many things like I, I'm not gonna go into it I want to but like the only thing I will say is that usually when you do a musical movie, you record it separately and then you mouth to it when you're then dancing and like doing the actual filming. You're sure. just mouthing to your earlier recording of you singing it. But Les Mis, everything they sing on set, which is just huge because that's really hard to do. And it's really hard to do that when you're going to put an orchestra underneath you later. Yeah, to stay on time. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. so we were just watching that. So then I watched the second half. It got re-obsessed and... So I've just been in a musical mood lately. Mamma Mia, it's a week later after my lame is re-obsession. Now I'm back into Mamma Mia. And it's just been a lot of fun. And it's been something to look forward to. And like walking between classes, listening to my musicals. So I don't know. It's a musical season again. And then in like two months, I'll probably be like. On to something else. And you'll have to share something else. So Yeah. So anyways, thanks for letting me get that out. You're so funny. It's been so fun. (laughs) All right. So I have a funny story with for you today. Uh real quick so i'm showing grace because we're on zoom and she could see me so we did donuts today we served after mass mm-hmm. and it's the beginning of catholic schools week and we're sitting with our pastor there while we're cleaning up it's just our family now like everybody's kind of thinned out or wiping down tables putting stuff away all of a sudden sophia grabs the bulletin and she's holding it and she goes she grabs it here and grabs it and opens it and goes oh my gosh you believe it? And Father Troy's like, what? What's in there? And she shows it. And there's a picture of her principal in the middle. And I don't know if it was that or that there's a whole picture of the school like on the front. But just this four-year-old, like, you know, that has a bulletin and makes the big break. Tell what you're doing. Like you're yeah, and like really snapping it open like you would a newspaper. And she opens it up and she's like, oh my goodness. And like, cause she sees people, there's pictures on the inside, but it was like this huge dramatic pause and we're like 
she like doing this for attention or is she actually surprised but then he played along with it anyway i thought it was hilarious just see them interact because she's like look at this and like she like whips it around him like look who's here and it was like a picture of the principal and the on the front cover they have a picture of the whole school and it was just so funny like her drama like they have to get bulletins every week and her my youngest son peter and this you know like competition for who gets she the never opens it. She but i don't think she ever pays attention and then all of a yeah. sudden she's paying attention and she's having this like dramatic response to people she knows like she recognizes like oh this is people i know in this or i recognize anyway it was that's cute was really cute that's and funny cute. and like her whole like you know hair flip and oh my goodness like can you believe it, it she's like, so funny she's been so funny anytime funny. i call like this semester she's like how it, like she struggled today on the phone it was funny. she was like trying to slow down how are you how are, how are you or how how you i think that's what it was or how is you something she said it slightly wrong for how are you and it was just funny but like she kept going how are you how are you, how are you? How is you or how you doing or something like that? It's just so cute. Like trying to be so adult and she really misses you. She prays for you every day now and be with Gabe and Grace at college and help Grace to come home soon and sleep in my room. And like ever since Christmas, like she's, she really misses you guys a lot. I think so. Yeah. Anyway, this was too fun. We all bonded too much. Yeah. Yeah. So what's your phone? Do you have a funny moment before we move I think my funny moment has just been my 24 hours alone-ish. By yourself. Yeah. Which hasn't really been that funny, but it's more been just, I don't know, entertaining. You need that. You need that, like, enjoy, like, that self, like, just to be and rejuvenate Mm -hmm. and feel, like, actually relaxed, I think, before you start the new week and... Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. It's, I, it's been funny because I realized I haven't been alone like this at all since I was a sophomore because in dorms, it's easy to have the dorm to yourself because it's easier when you only have two people for someone to be gone. But then uh, I was in a house with six people yeah, and now I'm in a apartment with three people or I'm home with, you know, seven people. So you don't have just like space to yourself, which you don't really before college anyways. Yeah. But it was, I was like, why does this feel slightly familiar and yet foreign? I'm like, because randomly have this when my roommate was gone a weekend, but right i had that and so it's almost that weird stir craziness where you're like what do i do with myself yeah, what are you supposed to, like, but also like i'm really like- happy to have this space but i don't know what to do with myself like i've just it's been a funny mood but i've enjoyed it so good to just have that space but i, I definitely hit very a interesting because that almost leads in to our topic and my holy spirit moment too like yeah. i've been is your holy spirit moment leading into the topic should we say it for last well some of it yeah did you have something else to share because i was going to share about well i just i was like i can find my holy spirit moment first so that yours leads right yeah but then i have to think yeah i didn't think this as i was talking but well no because it it had to do with you being by yourself because i think some of it is the fact that we don't like i've been so busy because of of work and my work has really picked up with clients but also some of it's been this Holy spirit moment, but it's been great. I've had some opportunities that I'm coming up with a couple different intensives. Um, one on anxiety for made for greatness, but then another one, we're going to be offering a really cool Lenten journey to wellness. Like, and I'm pairing up with little with great love. 
um, and their mission team there. There was a guest about a month or two ago on here. Yes, when Lisa I Martinez was, yep, one of our guests on the podcast um, before Christmas. She was the one we were talking about. If you haven't looked at our um, how to wait, um, like our actively waiting, and we talked a lot about that, how to be um, an active, actively waiting. And then Grace and I followed up with that. But she and I are collaborating together with her team from Little With Great Love. And it's been really awesome because we we are going to start a Lenten um, program to journey with women on, do you want to be well? And on emotional wellness. And that's going to kick off on Ash Wednesday. And we're going to have where you can join us live, or you can also uh, watch the recording afterward, but we're going to have small group and we're hoping people can connect at least to one or two of the lives, but then you'll have access to the small groups and access, um, to us for questions. We're going to have a lot of different, um, professional speakers come in and then I'll be emceeing it and tying it into like coaching tools and how we use each of those topics. Um, so that's been really awesome. We're in the midst of, you know, fleshing all that out so that we can launch and like three and a half weeks. And so if you're interested in that, make sure you definitely reach out to me, um, on my socials and on my website, I, the landing page will be going up. But if you have questions about that, you can direct message me anyways. But the Holy spirit moment with that is just that it's been coming about and it's, I've known Lisa for a long time and reconnecting with her and then like connecting back to what you just said, Grace, about time by yourself of I've been working hard. And so we, I, the last week and this weekend, just like really getting to it and like recognizing the need for the weekend, the need for Sunday being a day of rest of not doing that, of really taking the time and being very intentional about it. And so I've been really uh, grateful for the spirit kind of showing me that in a new way of like something, it's almost like I've had, I had to work higher, harder or have more fatigue in a certain way to be able to understand the depth of that, of a day of rest in which I've been trying to honor and do differently, but it's like, I almost had to experience differently to have like that, if that makes sense, I'm using the word experience a ton, but like, you know how, when you actually experience it in a different way, it takes on like a different meeting and you have more appreciation and you're like, yes, this is what I was trying to get at, but I didn't know quite how to get there without having the fatigue of all of this work yet the work's been really good, you know? So it, it kind of went back on like how you had to have everybody leave to know how to like really embrace relaxing, to be able to be rejuvenated, to move forward. And so that's been a really neat opportunity coming up besides just seeing the spirit work and do some cool re um, reconnections. So that was, yeah, part of what I wanted to share. Did you have your piggyback? I did, but it didn't, it didn't connect on that. That's okay. It doesn't connect as well, but I did remember a Holy Spirit moment because sometimes that's a, I really like your mug. That's really random. Is that new? Yes. I got this from uh, Steph. I want Grace. We just, uh, your dad and I gave a talk to the faith formation and Grace is recognized. I have a, um, a Marian mug with a morning consecration to Mary on the back. And it's, a I saw the Marian consecration, but then I, then I saw Mary when you just lifted up that. Yeah. It's, it's the immaculate yeah. heart. So it's, so, really cool. Cool. so it's so it's sharing it anyway sorry side that, comments so your holy spirit different. moment is <laughs> yeah um kind of I don't know kind of being a but also by myself but a mix of just um Emily Wilson I'm 
I'm one of her patrons on Patreon, and so she'll post podcasts and different things every once in a while. It's kind of like random spurts. Like, she won't use it, and then she'll, like, post a ton, like, for two weeks straight, like, and then it's quiet. So, anyways, I was catching up um, because I was also on the march, so I was getting behind my podcast. So I was catching up on those this week when I was walking around, catching up on hers, and she... I, I was catching up on about two weeks of her posting. There was like two podcasts she had posted in both weeks. So it was like four things, but they all tied together so well, even though like they're all slight, two of them were the same topic and two are the same topic, but those two topics went together really well. Mm-hmm. So all four were tying together. And it was also just kind of what I had just been praying about. And it was one of those moments where like, this is an answer to prayer. Like, this is what the Lord's saying. And I need to go back and listen to it again closer. I feel like I can take notes more, but it was just fun. And she has usually like a live call and walk through some readings and things. So I had to hop on that yesterday. And it was just, it was just cool how so many different things were tying together. And then at the same time, I took this, you know, I had this weekend by myself, basically. Um, And like two years ago, someone had said that they try and do like once a month, they'll do like a half day retreat for themselves. And I'm like, that's a cool idea and I was like I'll do that someday and I I never did and then I kind of was like this year I want to do that again and I don't really know what it's going to look like but just take like a Sunday morning mm-hmm. for two or three hours and just maybe I bring in you know like an encyclical and read and pray but like take the time where it's like I have nothing to do I just waste time praying over something praying with something I don't know so I did I was like this is perfect I have the apartment to myself and I just kind of I did like a okay what was January like and let's look into February but it also like everything that came into my prayer and stuff was just also t- like everything was just kind of tying together on the same themes and like what I want to focus on and just being intentional and yeah I, I don't it's just been cool to see the Lord like really tie everything together yeah yeah I, I know it's a little vague but that's it's just been cool so no, it's good to, to see good to have those recognition. It's not random the things I notice. Like there's a there's a theme, and so it's him intentionally like showing me something. I think that's awesome. Okay. It's like that we just have to have the it's good to have the recognition of those things and to recognize the movement within our lives. And even when it seems small, to just go, oh, thank you, Jesus, for bringing that to my attention, you know. And as we start to do that more, I think we have more of those things and then we can be intentional. Like you said, on like implementing different things moving forward. So that's awesome. But all of these things and being intentional and recognizing and resting and relaxing and rejuvenating kind of all tie into the topic we're going to talk about today. And I've been Really, this was one of the things I brought up to Grace and was like, I think I want to talk about this in more of a discussion. I know we've talked about self-care in the past. And so I didn't really want to go down that road, but there it does connect to the word self. So I'm just going to say this real quick and throw it out there because I think then the topic for this will kind of come. We always say our top, our, not our topic, but our, our um, title. And it's, it's, it's a little bit more on self-worth, but I've been having a lot of discussions with clients. We're going through our quarter in masters within made for greatness has been on sacred self image. And I just listened to this talk by father, Mike Schmitz on, it was to couples. It was kind of on self-worth and how we see ourselves and going back to the fall and what, you know, what really was happening for men and what was really happening for women. And 
um, but just how we see ourselves in Christ and, and it's been something that keeps coming up. So multiple things, you know, the Holy spirit works that way. And, um, so I've been throwing this around with my like coaching group and clients that I think there is this issue that obviously the world has really distorted, in my opinion, the word self, because the world focuses so much on self, right? It's all about self. It's all about how we can receive pleasure, how instant gratification, uh, just narcissism. I mean, even just with all like the selfies and the pictures and really what's behind all that is what is my image? How am I coming across? How are people seeing me? How can I get the most out of this the fastest now? And we know that's distorted and we know that um, you know, kind of Christ is taken out of that. So I think us as Christians and specifically as, as women at times, um, cause I'm speaking from that point of view as a woman, but I think as Christians in general, we then want to avoid anything that says self and because we equate it with selfish or selfishness and, it's like by trying to avoid, you know, we are in the world, but not of the world. And so by trying to be avoiding being of the world and selfishness, we actually then kind of like buy into what the world is saying about self because we don't want to be selfish, but then we don't even actually focus on the true sense. So I'm talking about things like self-worth, self-image, um, self-confidence, self-care, um, like all of those, anything that starts with the word self in our mind, we've actually bought into that. It's selfishness, selfishness mm-hmm. of care, selfishness of worth, selfishness of image, um, selfishness of comp- selfishness of confidence. <laughs> and so say that, yeah, the, yeah, say that five times fast. And it's, it's, that isn't what Christ wants because that and that's not what the word self means right so we know we are made in the image and likeness of Christ and i want people to kind of sit with that and that's what i wanted to kind of discuss because i think there's this part where we go well yep i really know that and i know i have worth in god and i know i was made in his image and likeness i know he loves me but it's almost like we have this like plexiglass in front of us and we know in our knower and then people like like sometimes how people even try and give us a compliment like you're really good at that or you're you know thanks for saying that to me and it's like it just doings off like this plexiglass like it comes out i see it coming towards me i hear it I understand in my knower, but I don't let it really penetrate my soul. We, we know God loves me. We kn- I know that he died on the cross for me. I know that I'm, I'm loved as I am, but I don't really let that penetrate my soul enough to show in my actions of how I choose to live that it's actually impacting me. And it just kind of pings off the plexiglass. And I've just been seeing that in so many things from as Christians, like we, we need to let that penetrate us ourselves more than we are. We need to be able to allow ourselves to grow a bit deeper in this. Like I would say sacred self-image, sacred self-worth, sacred self-care, like almost saying the sacredness, instead of thinking of it as selfishness and 
that because all of these things as we grow actually brings us closer to Christ, which brings us closer to others because it's a, a filling of ourselves so that we can pour more of ourselves out into our vocation, into service, into our ministries, into our families, into our spouses, into our friends. And it's this healthiness that we need because when we don't grow, we really have nothing to give from. And we don't really let that penetration of God's love for us um, really root into our souls so that we live in that way and live in that belief instead of just letting it ping off the plexiglass of the knower. So that's the background of this big like thought process I've been having, but I thought it would be such a great topic to kind of discuss because we're coming at it from very separate states of life. And so when I brought this up to Grace, I was like, Hey, I want to just share about this real quick. And then I want to get your opinion and discuss it. Um, so what do you think Grace about all that crazy idea? No, I agree. And I think it's been really interesting. I feel like that's been something I've been praying and wrestling with for years. And sometimes different veins stick out at different times of like what's prevalent in my life. But I think, yeah, I don't know what I think. I th- I, I agree with all of it, basically, that it's just all of a sudden it's very turned off or it's very like, I'm trying to, I have a, I have a, I have a example in my head. I'm trying to figure out how to put words to it. Um, it's like, there's this thought that we all have come to believe as Christians, specifically I think Christian women, but I, but I think Christians in general, um, that we just kind of agree with, even if we don't verbally say it, that, you know, it's prideful or it's yeah. Prideful basically to, you know, take time for yourself to do something for yourself, all these things. And now it's like, and now I feel like it's, you know, the world's flipping where it's like, no, but there's, you know, there's good ways to do self-care and there's good ways to prioritize yourself and da da da. And like kind of the plexiglass thing you said, where we might let that come into our ears and our mind a little bit be like, oh, okay, there is. But do we really like let it affect our souls and the way we act and our hearts? Like, do we actually go, oh, I believe that. Like, I'm going to, I'm, it, t- it takes time. I really like the abiding together podcast. Mm. I don't know if they always say this or if it was just this one episode, they use the phrase, they're like, come out of agreement. And I don't remember what they were talking about, but they're like, that's a lie from the devil. And I am, and she, and sister Miriam was like leading everyone in prayer. And she's like, going to lead us in prayer to come out of agreement with these lies. And there are some common lies that a lot of us will probably believe. And so she was like, in the name of Jesus Christ, I come out of agreement with the lie that blank. And I feel like that's kind of what we all have to take the time to do. Cause you can't just like snap change your belief no maybe belief is an int- is a different is a weird word not like i believe in god but actually like what do you believe do you believe it's selfish May, like really take inventory to step back and take time for yourself or to check in with yourself maybe it's not take time maybe it's not i'm not talking about like face masks here like sometimes it is a face mask but just the deeper of like taking care of yourself do you actually believe that's important and if you don't right. what you need then you need to take some time with the lord to come out of agreement that this is selfish and this is wrong and that's hard and i think of a lot of things in my life where it's like at first that sounds so bad to me like it you know something sounds so wrong or whatever and you have to it you can't just you need to be gracious and gentle with yourself to take time to be like 
come out of agreement with that, with that, with whatever that is. And so I think that's kind of where the stage is where I think a lot of Christian women specifically need to come out of, come out of agreement. I think is the best way to describe it, that this is that anything to do with myself is selfish, right? Anything to prioritize myself is selfish. And I think I was gifted a year ago, a a friend gave me, um, she eliminated, printed the line of self and she laminated pretty flowers on the back of it. And she, like the gift was that she made it pretty a pretty prayer card, like it was a, a homemade prayer card. But she just printed the litany. And I'd never seen this litany of self care, and like two mm-hmm. of them, two of the phrases I love are like, oh, let me just find it because I'm gonna butcher it. Hang on, it's right here. Um, say something while I find it. No, I I like where you're saying you know like the coming out of because I think that's a good way to do. It. And I like how you said. I mean, it's not just, we're not talking about face masks, you know, it can be, that can be a form of self-care, but like, but the whole, who am I in, in Christ and where is my self-worth? And if I have this, if we come to that pause of going, well, to do that or to think that is selfish, I challenge us to ask why, why do we think that's selfish and to figure out what are we thinking? thinking that we've bought into, like you're saying that, yeah, that's, that's just selfish, like to take care of myself, to take a nap, to want to grow in believing who I am in Christ. Like, I think there's even a lot of that of like thinking, oh, I'm worthy or I'm loved just as I am. Right. And thinking, well, just because I'm, I'm a sinner, I'm not worthy. And just go, why do I believe that I'm not? And like, where is that coming from? And that can be really uncomfortable. And, but really taking the time to kind of sit with, where's that coming from? And not just like passing it by, go, oh yeah, God loves me for who I am. This is who it is. You know, share about your prayer real quick. And then I I also, I think I might've said the litany of self-care. It's the litany of self-love which okay. mm-hmm. in case I, I don't remember what I said um the two that always get to get to me it almost like offended is the wrong word but that's kind of like the vein it struck when I first read these was like that sounds wrong like I was like that doesn't seem like you should be allowed to say that um from excessive aesthetic practices that you are not asking of me deliver me Jesus and from the denial of comforts that would draw me closer to you deliver me Jesus so like the idea of like, oh, I'm doing these strict things because it'll draw me close. It's like, nope. If I if that's not gonna draw me closer to you, deliver me from doing certain practices. Right. And if denying myself comfort is gonna take me away from you, then deliver me from that denial. And like that sounds so in our modern Christian mindset of like offer it up, you know, like which is good. There's good to that, but it's it's almost like overused. Yeah. That just sounded like I don't know. I, I feel like offensive is the right word, but I, I wasn't offended when I read that, but like, that was the feeling I had. I'm like, that's not, you shouldn't say, you shouldn't be allowed to say that as a Christian. Like part of me wanted to say mm-hmm. that, even though I was like, no, that's actually true. I need to, there's times when it's like, no, I need to just go to bed and be in comfy clothes, you know? And mm-hmm. I think of like, okay, this sounds so cheesy, but I'm going to go with it anyways. Um, Like an example of how that comes into practice so well is like, I, I noticed there was like a day last semester where I think I think I picked a bit of a fancier outfit because it was like a Marian feast day and so I like picked blue a blue top and a skirt and I just felt 
really pretty that day. Like, and not that I'm like usually like, ew, I look gross, but I just like, you know, sometimes you feel really, really pretty yeah. depending on how you, and I was like, oh, I'm just feeling like, and I just felt on top of the world that day. And the way I showed up in, in my work that day, the attitude I had toward the things I did because I carried myself with a different dignity and worth kind of, I was just like, no, I'm doing this. This is important work. This is what the Lord asked me to do this. I don't remember exactly, but I just remember I had this attitude of like, I'm, I'm working and that's a good thing. And I want to do it well. And, and it's not like the outfit did that for me, but the way I treated myself by taking the time to kind of right. find something that, that flattered me, that made me feel good, mm-hmm. changed my attitude the rest of the day because it reminded me, I was like, oh, that's actually, I'm worthy of doing good work. And then the way I showed up to my work and the way I show up to my work is how I can praise God is working well, not yeah. just begrudgingly like checking off a to-do list and getting my homework done. Like, yeah, I'm still doing, in effect, I'm still getting it done, but I'm not really praising God when I'm just, you know, with my work. I don't know. I've just right. been on this strain of this vein for a while. I keep using the word vein today. I hope that's okay. Um, Of just like, I love how, I think it's St. Thomas Aquinas says like your desk is an altar. And I've been trying to pray about that a lot this year. I'm just like, my schoolwork is that's, that's where I'm sacrificing. That's how I praise God. You know, just like everyone else is like, oh, you know, the dad is like, this is how I serve my family. I show up to work. I'm like, this is how I serve myself and my future right now is how I show up to my homework. And so how do I show up to school? Like how, yeah. what's the attitude for school? And the way I showed up to school that day was completely different than most days. And that was t- from taking 10 minutes the prior day to intentionally pick out an outfit. Like, it, you know, it flowed from that. It wasn't, and it wasn't the outfit. It was just the the way that that reminded me of my worth and worth I think is the big piece in this because and in my mind I don't know if this is theologically correct or or definition wise correct but this is how I separate it in my mind is I don't deserve anything I have I've sinned and if I sin once I don't deserve it you know like sin automatically means hell but because of Jesus it doesn't because he's Mm -hmm. redeemed that and there's confession but when you're looking at just the word deserve, like I deserve hell if I've sinned once. We all deserve hell. Right. But worth, he worth is something that's been gifted to us. And I think of it of like it like it it's it makes so much more sense to me when I just think of like any royal family member like ever in history, you know, there's always these dramatic stories. And there's this dignity and there's this worth that's automatically from the day they're born bestowed on them. There's a certain expectation and things that are given to them that are gifted, but there's a certain level they're expected to live up to and a way they're expected to live in response to what they've been gifted. So they didn't do anything to earn this, like just happening to be born into this family. Exactly. They're gifted it. But then it's a shame that anytime you hear any scandal of royal families, and I think think royal, royal families versus like, just offices because you get elected to that you know there's work in that a royal family you're born into it and that's why it's such a scandal when they you know if they do something wrong or they leave and you know there might be disagreements of if they're if they have the right to do it I'm not getting into that that's more why it's a big deal because the way they're acting isn't in alignment of what you would expect for the position they've been given and what yeah. they've been born into but they didn't deserve they didn't earn that position they were given it and so that's what I think of a worth of I was just given this and and so I can decide how if I'm going to live up to that mm-hmm. and live, in, live in a way of that work like I'm English yes. isn't no that's what I that's what I think I was trying to say is that we do get caught up because I don't think we fully understand the difference between 
what worth really means Mm -hmm. and how Christ has redeemed us. And so we get caught up in thinking that I'm not worthy, but Christ does make us worthy through his redemption, through the cross, like you said. And that was where the father Mike talk came in. And he was talking about, you are worthy of being loved just as you are. Like we don't have to be more er is what he was saying. Like we don't have to be better. We don't have to be prettier. We don't have to be smarter. We don't have to be holier. We don't have to whatever, fill in the blank. And are we letting that penetrate us or is that just bouncing off? Because most of us would say, oh yeah, I know that. Oh yeah, I believe that. But then is that how we're living? Is that the example? Like, is that how we're showing up? Like you said, with your outfit, you know, it does put on, this is an, it's an intentional thing that we're doing versus a reactionary thing. And so I think that's when we look at self-care, self-worth, our self-confidence in ourselves. like self-confidence doesn't come from experience. It comes from how we think of ourselves, of how we show up to ourselves, of how we show up to a situation, knowing that I might know, not know anything about this, but I'm worthy to be here. I'm able to be here. I'm capable of being here. And we show up in that manner because we know who we are. We know who we are in Christ. We know the gifts that we've been given, the abilities to either learn or practice like in your a job or things like that. Like confidence is what's built on experience, but self-confidence is just knowing who you are. And so when we know who we are and then we can show up to, to love others and encourage others. And I'm not talking about arrogance at all. I'm talking about, I'm a daughter or a son of God. I was bought for with a price. He loves me and created me just as I am. And no matter if I was anything else, he would still love me for this. If I, you know, have this accomplishment or if I'm not, if I'm a student or if I'm a mother, if I'm a billionaire or, you know, I'm homeless, he loves me. And where is that? And how are we living in that by our example and, and how are we letting that penetrate us? And I think that's where we have to pause. And if we're not, that's where, like you were saying, the question comes in, like, then why aren't we, what are we choosing to believe and buy into and how can we really question that and let it go? Like you said, it's not always easy. We do have to practice it, but the first part of practicing and breaking that habit is bringing awareness to what we're allowing ourselves to think. Mm-hmm. And what are we taking and taking responsibility for what we're allowing ourselves to think. And mm-hmm. that goes back to like holding thoughts captive to Christ and that, but I think there's just something with this word self that we've turned into. If it's any type of self-improvement, we, we think of it as selfish improvement. And it's like, mm-hmm. no, there's something that God has for us in our being, in our soul that he wants us to grow and to better ourselves so that we can serve him, worship him, love him. And and through that love others, you know, and be this conduit of grace to the world. Like that's what he's called us to do. And if we're not growing in that and believing that, how can we spread the gospel? Yeah. Yeah. And I, so I feel like basically the big distinction right now, when, Mm -hmm. when we feel like it's prideful is 
no, I don't deserve this, but I am worthy of it. And right. that's what I started having a difference of. And I feel like that kind of removes the pride part from it that we get so caught up on. Because, yes, you don't want to be prideful and be like, well, I'm entitled to this because we're in a very entitled culture. And it's yeah. like, no, but there is a certain. And I think that can be humbling, too, when all of a sudden there's these times in life when you just realize we're always like falling short. We're always imperfect, all these things. But there's those moments in life where you're very keenly aware of it. And then it's like this thought of, well, I have to go clean myself up before I bring myself before God. Like I, I have to go fix it. You know, I have to, a daughter of God has to be all pretty and cleaned up and da da da. And so, you know, I have to show my dignity and da da. But it goes, no, he gave that to me. And so me just showing up as I am messy, he already, I've, I've always been like that. I feel like that's when the humility comes in where it's like, no, this is humble, just knowing who you are. And sometimes it's going to sting to show up in front of God and say, this is me. This is the worth you've given me in my mess. And I don't want to show up to you right now because I, I'm very aware of how small I am, of how little I am, of how much you've gifted me and that I don't deserve. Yeah. But I'm going to show up anyways, because that's what you want. And you are going to love me here anyways, because then it's also sitting in that place. You're like, I don't want to receive your love because I feel like I have to do something to earn it. And that can be prideful too. That's where the pride can go the opposite way. Right. Of like, oh, I don't deserve this. So I should, I have to go work for it. And it's like, no, you have to you just you just receive this and that in and of itself can be humbling and sometimes it's easier to just I I don't know I feel like it depends on the moment sometimes it's easy to be like nope I reject the lies of the devil and I'm just gonna remember I'm worthy I'm gonna live with that dignity and it's like encouraging and other moments you're like I feel like I can't live up to this dignity and I really don't want to show up right now because I'm just keenly aware of my sinfulness but I still need to show up with that same mindset right that same and I think that that same, that, that same worth it has not changed it doesn't change based on my actions and based on what I do it's always true yes I think that is something we have to let again and I think that is hard in this day and age and I like you bringing the word pride into it that can go both ways pride and thinking I have to be a certain way or falling into the idea of working on it would be prideful or selfish and and where is what we've talked about before here, what, where is true humility and knowing who I am in Christ and knowing who I am not in Christ and living in that because, you know, ladies and gentlemen, when we step into who we are and our dignity through Christ and our worth through Christ, we will set the world on fire. When we step up to that, like you said, Grace, we are intentional about how we carry ourselves and how we show up to just living in our self-worth that will attract others to us and want to know why do they stand out like that? Why? And I'm not talking, like I said, I'm not talking about boasting unless we're, you know, boasting in the Lord, like scripture says, but I'm talking about something is different there. Something about them stands out. And what is it? It's, it's Jesus. It's, it's who we, you know, we have within us that just, like exudes through us and just radiates out among us that we attract people to Christ through us living in our self-worth. And when we're not doing that and not believing that and living that, it's almost like that hiding your light under a bushel. 
Yeah. So I think that's where it's gotten distorted and where we kind of, I want to, I guess the whole point of bringing this up is drawing attention back to it and going, wait a minute, there is a part of taking care of ourselves. And so that we can be filled like the self-care part, if you want to go, that's not selfish. However, that is to you is that if that's taking a walk, if that's taking 10 minutes by yourself, if that's taking a bubble bath, if that's, you know, exercising because that rejuvenates you and then you have that to give to others, but also then walking in who you are in Christ and letting your self-confidence grow from that because I want that to penetrate through the plexiglass of, of who I am in Christ and created in that image and likeness, and then understanding and letting that grow into our self-worth that I am loved just who I am. I don't have to be more er, if we want to say that and moving through those stages and all of these build on one another. And then we can like diffute this idea of that. This is selfish to do this work. No, let's be about this work so that we can go out and be conduits of grace. We can light the world on fire. We can know who we are in Christ and live out what the mission he's calling us to do. And I just, that part excites me so much of saying, no, this, this is what brings, this is what also makes us alive and brings joy because we're living out our vocation fully as best as we can in our humanness, in our sinfulness, in our, you know, whatever. But when we unite it with God, you've given me these gifts. You've given these, me, these talents. You want me to use them for your glory. Wow. Like Mm -hmm. that just will explode and, and set the world on fire. And we can, we need to step into that instead of like avoiding that because we're nervous. It's going to be prideful. It's going to be selfish. If you know, so that, I think that's where we need to sit and go, where is our thinking on that? Like you're saying, like, what do we need to be undone from? Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's so just, what are your, so I'm on a practicality kick lately of just like, cool, these are all great things and that's true, but how do I do that practically in my life? So do you have practical tips? I've got a few on mind if you don't. Go ahead. And then, yeah, I think I had an interesting conversation with a friend, a friend of mine, Cassidy re- recently, where she was like, I think us, you know, Christian and Catholic girls need to start having a that girl mindset. And I need her to explain it more to me. Mm-hmm. Um, but the idea of like, I don't know, I haven't actually heard this kick, but I kind of get the idea based on how she explained it. And I want her to explain it to me more next time we talk. But just like, well, how would I show up if I want to be that girl in quotes, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. and, which can be in in the in our current culture can be very negative so you don't want to use it that way but it's more like no what is that girl what is a daughter of god show up show sure. up like sure. and actually taking the time and visualizing that if that's sitting down and like writing it out and it's like how tomorrow specifically tomorrow with my schedule with my to-do list how am i going to be quote unquote that girl and it's like well i'm going to get up when my alarm first goes off maybe and i'm going to do my morning routine because you know dot 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 or I'm going to, I'm going to make sure I'm not slouching tomorrow because a daughter of God, you know, shows her dignity in the way she holds herself. And if I'm slouched over and hunched over, I don't, I'm not really reminding myself and showing the dignity of God. I sit up, you know, like what are like thinking through your day and be like, when I'm in, maybe I'm, I'm in this class and it takes, you know, it's very, it's a long class, but you know, it's, it's a, it's, it's leading me towards, you know, 
the career that Christ is calling me to, my, my, you know, my career vocation. And so, you know, I need to be attentive in it and take good notes because that, you know, like, and actually writing for me, I writing helps solidify things in my brain. Cause I, my brain goes a million miles a minute. So if I write it, it slows it down enough and actually some somewhat sticks. So maybe that's a, maybe that's some of you guys out there as well. of just sitting down and like, okay, tomorrow, how am I going to be that girl? Quote unquote. And we're all going to mess up and fall and stuff. But then you start showing up like that and then you get excited to do it. You're like, yes. oh, yeah, that's how I'm going to show up tomorrow. That's how I'm going to live this out. And you start thinking of it when you're doing certain activities or when you get into those awkward moments, you're like, well, how, how, if, if I really believe, like, I really, I really truly believe what we all need to know is who we are because who we are is rooted in Christ. And then everything else flows from that. Right. Because who we are is in relation to Christ. And and that means if we're in relationship with Christ, we'd be, you know, that's, that's prayer. So it comes from prayer. Like, so I think, and then, and then we see this whole, we're made in the image and likeness of God or made in the image and likeness of love. So how do we live that out? Like if we really truly know who we are, which we can't ever really truly know, but if we keep working towards that, um, okay, what does it mean to be a daughter of God? What does it mean to be in his image and likeness? If, if I'm in the image and likeness of God, who is God and how am I reflecting that? Like, everything else will flow from that I think that's really in some ways the basis of our faith because that connects us to everything else it's like well then I'm also what do we also say is important like the Eucharist it's like well then I should be rooted in the Eucharist because because I'm in the image and likeness of God who is also in the Eucharist and that means I'm rooted in that and that means I have a devotion to Mary because Mary is my mother as well you know like it it it, it automatically answers all these other questions of well if I'm if I know who I am then all of this else opens up and but we have but you have to and at least for me I need to sit actually think that out and take and it's like if that is who I am then what are practical maybe tomorrow means I go to mass maybe you know right anyways. and I think that's very much what you said like who we are and knowing our image is exactly what I'm saying and working on that needs to be done so mm-hmm. practically speaking I, I like what you say like how am I going to show up for my day tomorrow and I even like to say look at as I plan out the week, as you look it over and maybe, you know, you go more in depth each day, go, you know, how you look at your day. Like some people like to do a whole week. Some people like to do a day, but I like, you know, suggesting that then you, how do you, what are three main thoughts or not thoughts, but feelings you want to show up towards the week? Is it that it's a busier week? So you want to be peaceful. Is it very full? So you want to be present to people. Is it that you want to be joyful? Like, how do you want to show up? Because just like you said, how you dress, how you're thinking, how you're acting, it makes a difference. And so when we have three different like feelings or emotions that this is what I want to bring to my week, that's a very practical thing. And we can look at that. And then I think what you were mimicking on what you were saying too, of like sitting and knowing who you are of taking that time to actually in your prayer time to meditate on maybe just like, who am I or what is my self-worth? Cause sometimes I don't, I think it's uncomfortable to sit with those big questions and it's not always coming to answer the question completely, but being able to journal about it. And I agree with you, Grace, that there's something about writing it down and not just like thinking it in our brain, because as we start to write it down and then we're reading it, something else is revealed in that. And so Mm -hmm. I think that's a thing that we don't take the time that goes back to this whole, like growing in 
self-image is not a selfish thing to do. To grow in self-image of who I am in Christ is something we need to take that that takes time. So I think what is selfish actually is thinking that we can go, get through each day without taking time to connect with God and taking 10 or 15 minutes. And if that's where you need to start with five, 10, 15 minutes, because if we think we can get through the day without that, that's actually where the selfishness is. And that is actually believing the lie, because if we aren't starting there and rooting our day in the Lord, we're missing this whole thing. And so it's like showing up with those, the like three words you want for your week or your day. It's taking the time to be with Christ and rooted in him and meditating on his word or his thought, digging into scripture, that type of thing. And then I would say like the third practical is finding either maybe if something triggers you like a thought or a word or a feeling, and then coming up with a counter thought and then posting that thought visually, if it's your night in multiple places, not just your nightstand, not just your mirror, but your you know, kitchen cabinet, or maybe above the, the diaper changing pad in the kid's room or in the dash on your car or on the refrigerator. Like I am worthy just as I am. I'm worthy to be loved just as I am or whatever phrase, because that's where the practice comes in. And when we start doing that and we start repeating it and we start practicing it, that's when it becomes a belief. That's when it penetrates that plexiglass to us. Mm-hmm. So I guess that would be my three like takeaways. I'm trying to remember. Um, there's one scripture that I like to steal when it's like, I need um, practically like, what are some words of like who I want to show up as today? Um, hang on. I've written it down and I'm going to read it really quick. Or maybe I'll just pull it up. I can't find it in my little notebook here. And I thought I knew where it was in my notebook. Is it the one that's whatever's true, whatever's lovely, that one? No, it's it's the Proverbs something woman. Whatever the last proverb is, Proverbs 31. Number something. The Proverbs 31. Yeah, and I wrote, but I wrote down and I can't find it in this. I had written down the ones I specifically, I'm just going to read that proverb, but I had written down specific lines from that proverb that I loved where it was like, I want to be that woman. Mm-hmm. And it was like certain things. And one of them was like, she is a like, she, she laughed at the days to, to come. Things. One of them was like, she sets her hands to good things. And I was like, yes, like when I'm sitting down and do my homework, I'm setting my, I don't know. I'll find it. I'm just going to read it. Proverbs 31. Let me find that phrase. It starts at, well, I'm going to start at 11 because it's about a wife, but, it, but I like, it's a little later that it starts where it just lists some of her attributes. Um, Proverbs 31, 11, the heart of her husband confides in her and he will not be deprived of spoils or sorry, I'll start at 10. Who, sh- who shall find a strong woman far away and from the furthest part, furthest parts is her price. The heart of her husband confides in her and he will not be deprived of spoils. She will repay him with good and not evil all the days of her life. She has sought wool and flax and she has worked these by the counsel of her hands. She has become like a merchant's ship bringing her bread from far away. And she has risen in the night and given a prey to her household and provisions to her maids. She has considered, a, this is, I think about where I started was, this is verse 16. She has considered a field and bought it. From the fruit of her, her own hands, she has planted a vineyard. She has, I like this one. She has wrapped her waist with fortitude and she has strengthened her arm. She has tasted and seen that her tasks are good. That's another good one. 
Her lamp shall not be extinguished at night. She has here it is. She has put her hand to strong things, and her finger her fingers have taken hold of the spindle. She has opened her hands to the needy, and she has extended her hands to the poor. She shall not fear in the cold of snow for her household, for all those of her household have been clothed twofold. She has made embroidered clothing for herself. Fine linen and purple is her garment. Her husband is notable at the gates when he sits among the senators of the land. She has made finely woman cloth and sold it, and she has delivered a waistband to the Canaanite. Strength and elegance are her clothing, and she will laugh in the final days. She has opened her mouth to wisdom, and the law of clemency is on her tongue. She has considered the path of her household, and she has not eaten her bread in idleness. Her sons rose up and predicted great happiness. Her husband rose up and praised her. Many daughters have gathered together riches. You have surpassed them all. Charm. This isn't about her anymore. It's just the rest of the. Yeah. Well, I guess it might be, but that's that. It was like it's sixteen beautiful. through twenty-eight or so was what I just I wrote. Like I have to find where I wrote them, but I just like picked probably ten of those that stuck out. Where it was like you know she wrapped her waist in fortitude and strengthened her arm. I was like that might be mean something else, but I just think of it as like oh I strengthened my arm. I work out. You know it's like. Just yeah. this idea, like she was, she was confident in what she purchased, or she wasn't worried about her household because she clothed them, and mm-hmm. just this idea of like she obviously had to think these things practically through, right. and she was confident in herself, like right. that. And she had to be intentional, and that's what I think. She was intentional, which brought about wisdom, and mm-hmm. she sought wisdom to have intentionality. And I think, yeah. So I don't know. I just, I think that's a good. I just think it's a good place if you're like, how do I think like. What are yeah. some things to say to myself? I just pull from that. That's full yes. of full of stuff. That There's was Proverbs thirty-one, starting at verse uh, ten or about 11. sixteen or so. Was yes, where I where they have the specific next. So yeah, that's what I that's what I specifically read for myself. So and I love the she's everyone hears the she's clothed in strength and dignity or this said elegance and dignity, um, and I like the version she has. She laughs at the time to come because it's just yeah. kind of like she's not stressed about what's coming. She's like, I'll be fine. I'm a laugh like. It's exactly. whatever happens, I'm going to be okay, you know? Right. That freedom, like the idea of her laughing at that coming and the freedom in that, I love to think about that, so. It's so good. Go Thanks, on Grace, on. for rolling that in. That's such a powerful scripture, and it puts a lot of the practicality to what we're saying. So, yeah, and so I hope people can walk I know away. we're over. This is the last thing I'll say, because I think when, we, when you go and do that and you're like, this is, you know, th- it feels weird. It feels awkward. It's like, I feel so silly saying these things to myself. But I think of like Mother Teresa, if she woke up and she's like, I feel so silly to go work on the streets right now. That's probably not like, who am I to work on the streets, you know? Or if, like Queen Elizabeth had woken up like, am I really, am I really the queen? Like, are people going to judge me because I'm showing up like a queen? No, people expect you to be a queen, you know, expect you to be the queen, expect you to be Mother Teresa. And like, and they don't question that. And if they do, then that's on them, not on you. But just like that mindset of, no, this is who I am. I live into who I am. But we feel so silly because of our culture. To right. Like, and that's and what I want that to overcome. And yeah. that's what I hope that we've given some practicalities to overcoming that and really, and just in questioning, I like how you said, why are we choosing to believe this and fall into that? Because really to be a light to the nations and to the world around us is, is we do need to grow in this. We do need to understand our self-worth and grow in our self-confidence. And this is a perfect scripture to pull that out where this woman was confident. She had wisdom. She did things diligently and she did things with intention. 
So Mm -hmm. yeah, I I think this is great grace that you brought that up and that we can just bring this full circle of saying, let's overcome this idea that these things are selfish and let's practically overcome. Yeah. And and implore scripture to live this out with intention. So great. Good conversation. Awesome. It was worth it. Yes. So all of the things, right. Um, if you're looking for a Lenten, you know, specifically women to walk with in terms of wanting to be well for our Lenten theme, please reach out to me at christinaembrown.com or on Instagram at Christina underscore underscore M underscore underscore Brown, Christina Brown on Facebook and Grace. Yeah. And then you can do, uh, we have our thanks mom podcast at gmail.com. Um, we're on Instagram. We have our Facebook group and um, you can, all of our, we're on all the podcast platforms, please um, subscribe, rate, review. Um, and then we have, we're, um, haven't received new topic ideas in a while. So send us some of those. We want to keep filling up on those and record on things that you guys are interested in. So let us know. For sure. So if you want to hear us discuss your topic, you need to reach out to us because that's what we want to focus on is what you want to hear us chat about. So thanks everybody for being here. We're so glad and we'll see you next time on Thanks Mom Podcast. Thanks.